Welcome to The Brilliant, where brilliant people with brilliant ideas are working to make the world a little brighter. Hey everybody, welcome to The Brilliant Podcast. I am here with Jason Pickt. Jason is a realtor here in Tallahassee, Florida. In fact, he was my realtor when I bought my house way back in the day. And so it's good to have Jason on the show with us today. And he's going to tell us a little bit about real estate and what it means to be a real estate agent and a realtor and sort of some of the journey that he's been through in doing that. Once again, thanks for being here, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. Not a problem. So, like I told everybody, you are a real estate agent. What do you do? You know, like everybody knows what that is, but I think a lot of people don't know what that looks like, sort of as a day-to-day thing. What does it look like for you to be a real estate agent? Sure. Well, one of the great things about being a real estate agent is that your days are constantly varied. I think if I had to sit in a cubicle and I had to do the same thing, day in, day out, Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, I would probably go crazy. So the change of pace and, and the varied schedule from day to day is one of the things that I really enjoy about being a realtor. That's different day to day because you're working with different clients and every client's different. And you're working on different properties, different listings, and every one of those is a little different. And then, you know, the unique uh, circumstances of each client is going to be different as well. So it's, it really allows for a lot of variety. And that's, that's, that's a great fit for me and, and for my personality. Like I said, if, if I had to deal with them not me all the time, it, it would be difficult for me. I read a book once that talked about finding a good career, and it said that there are some careers or some occupations that will be a good fit, and there are some that will give you fit. And uh, I'm thankful that I found a career that is a good fit for me and my personality. To be a successful realtor, I think you have to have kind of a unique combination of skills and that you need to be very detail-oriented because you have to work people through the real estate transaction and make sure that you're not missing any of the critical steps during that process, which could have some very significant ramifications for your clients. But you also need to be outgoing and and a people person and be able to develop rapport and confidence in the clients that you're working with, usually in in a relatively short period of time. But a lot of my business at this point is past client referrals. And so I have a good, good reputation and, and I'm able to develop a good rapport with my new clients on account of the recommendations of past clients. And I do think that's the best way to do business. But for the clients that I meet because they call me off the sign or they call me off my Facebook page or something like that, I need to be able to you know, quickly develop their trust and confidence and gain their trust and confidence and develop that rapport. So you need to be a people person too. So it's a really interesting career in that respect. As far as Kind of what the day-to-day looks like. Again, it's pretty varied, but in essence, the, the function of a real estate, a real estate agent, a real estate broker, sales associate is to connect buyers and sellers. We bring, bring buyers and sellers together. Part of that function has been greatly aided by the advent of the internet and uh, things like Google and Zillow and Realtor.com and other online platforms that help people to uh, even do their own searches and list their own properties. And if that were the only function of, of a realtor, then we'd, we'd all be in trouble. But thankfully, we do a lot more than just connect buyers and sellers. That is a, a really important function. But we're also advisors, at least those of us who take a real pride in our profession and who are good at what we do. We're not just door openers. We don't just show people properties. We're 
not just lock box hangers we don't just stick signs in yards and pray for good results we're advising our clients on how to make wise real estate decisions when my oldest son asked me many years ago what i did for work that's what i told him i said i help people make wise real estate purchase and sales decisions and i do that by, by being an advisor not everyone's business philosophy in real estate some people more than i could admit are probably in it because they think it's an easy way to make money. But I really do have a very high view of the role of a realtor being that of a real estate advisor. Actually, I'm just going to read you a quick quote. This is the preamble to the Realtor Code of Ethics. And when I discovered this, it really set the tone for the way I do business. And it says, under all is the land. Upon its wise utilization and widely allocated ownership depend the survival and growth of free institutions and of our civilization. Realtors should recognize that the interests of the nation and its citizens require the highest and best use of land and the widest distribution of land ownership. They require the creation of adequate housing, the building of functioning cities, development of productive industries and farms, and the preservation of a healthful environment. Such interests impose obligations beyond those of ordinary commerce, and this is that high, high vision, high duty of a realtor. They impose grave social responsibility and a patriotic duty to which realtors should dedicate themselves and for which they should be diligent in preparing them. Realtors, therefore, are zealous to maintain and improve the standards of their calling and share with their fellow realtors a common responsibility for its integrity and honor. And that statement has really been a guiding light in my career. I try and live up to the, to the high view of my profession that is contained in those words. And so far, I think I've been blessed to be able to do a pretty good job of it. But that's kind of what being a realtor is and what it's all about. You know, from day to day, I might be going on listing appointments. I might be advising sellers on what they can do to maximize the value of their home, how they can present it in the best light, scheduling the photographer, scheduling different service people to take care of things that need to be done before a property is listed. Um, there are the simple things like putting out a sign in the lockbox and getting the keys and putting the, the pictures in MLS. But then there's also crafting a, a compelling verbiage to drive buyers to a property or I might be out showing property after we get done here I'll be going to show a house to some clients and I'll be going through that house with them as much as is possible top to bottom and saying you know these are the pros these are the cons this is what you told me you're interested in this is what you told me you dislike this is how this property stacks up based on what you've told me guiding them through all the aspects of that financially insurance and financing and inspections after that we might write a contract negotiate that contract would negotiate that contract accepted right after that but we're going to be advising on negotiation once we get into the contract we're working people through that process we're getting their earnest money deposit sent to the title company and we're scheduling inspections making sure they're sticking to all their timelines and their contingency period submitting their financial documentation getting those insurance quotes and doing all those things to guide them through the process in a, in a way that's going to bring about a successful outcome for them. So it is a very professional from day to day. It is one of the great things I mentioned. There's a lot of variety to it. And uh, again, I'm just going to to have it as a career. I'm very thankful that the Lord providentially put me in a place where this is the, the career that I ended up in. Throughout all of that, the real thing that sticks out to me is just how varied it is. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably something that might be eye-opening to some of the folks that are out there and are listening and are kind of thinking through, okay, what does it mean to be a realtor? You talk about several different skill sets that you approach. So not only are your tasks varied, but it sounds like you also have to have this sort of varied skill set. You've got to have this varied toolbox that you can mm-hmm. use in, in order to help your client 
whoever they might be, whether they're buying or selling or, or where they are in the process. And so with that very toolbox, as you were early in your career and learning how to do this job, what was the thing that surprised you the most about, oh, I've got to do that? In addition to all, all of this other stuff, what was the thing that you were like, oh, okay, that's something that I'm doing as well? Yeah, there's a, there's a joke. It's actually a meme, I think, that half of being a real estate agent is being a professional counselor or a mar- sometimes a marriage counselor. Um, <laughs> and there is a lot of that, and it's humorous. We realtors do joke about it together that you know, only a portion of our job is actually the real estate portion. The other part is playing psychiatrist or psychologist and you know, helping people through these varied issues, even you know sometimes husband and wife that you always joke about husbands and wife wanting different things and how those different desires are resolved. You know, there is a lot of that. That's why the, the interpersonal dynamic and having those skills is, is so important. I am grateful that unlike a lot of realtors, I did have something of a different career path and that a lot of realtors will, and realtor is a professional designation, so not every real estate licensee is a realtor, but most are. But most people who get into the real estate profession do so by taking their pre-licensed records for their sales associate license. They get that license, they hang it with the broker as is required, and then they just jump out and start selling. And any honest realtor will tell you that the pre-licensed records does not adequately prepare you to actually be a good realtor. It's like a lot of professions will tell you that they're Formal education was only a very small part of their actual education and that performing the functions of their career is actually hands-on on the job experience that really made up the bulk of their education or their training. So unlike a lot of others that just jumped in like that, I got my license in 2005 when I was still a sophomore at FSU. I was blessed to have my real estate license education paid for by my broker. So members of the same church, he has since passed away. His, his widow runs our firm now. She ran it with him then, and she runs it by herself now. But we were members of the same church, and he approached me one day and said that another gentleman who was working with him spoke highly of me and said, I'd like you to come work with us. Here's a check for $400. Go get your real estate license. Come back and tell me when you're done. And so I did. I spent about six months doing the pre-licensure course in addition to my studies at FSU, uh, mostly during the spring semester of my sophomore year. And then I took and passed my real estate license exam in July of 05, passed it the first time, which unfortunately only about 50% of the people do, but was, was thankful to pass it the first time. And unlike most realtors who would just jump in and start selling at that point, I actually spent about two years doing an internship and an apprenticeship with Mr. and Mrs. Stanley. And at the time, they had something like 50 or 60 years of combined brokerage experience between them. And so I was able to learn a lot of, you know, not just the rules and regulations behind real estate, but the actual day-to-day functions of the job. And again, how to be a good real estate advisor from them over the course of those two years. So by the time I graduated from FSU in the spring of 07, I had those two years of experience under my belt and was able to really knowledgeably assist people through a purchase or sales transaction in a way that I don't think a lot of other realtors are. So in that sense, there wasn't a lot of like, oh, wow, I need to do this. Most of that was taught to me very well during those two years. And in addition to to working with the standards, I also spent as much time as I could at the Board of Realtors taking a lot of continuing education courses and learning from other experienced brokers who had been in the business a long time as well. So really just laying a good foundation, again, having a high view of the profession and thinking that it's not one where you can really ethically go out. Again, this is not to say that a lot of people don't. Most most do. But it's not a career where I think you can ethically go out and just make it or just wing it for your first hundred transactions until you actually really know what you're doing. 
you're doing. For most people, the biggest financial decision they will ever make. And, you know, and that imposes, the preamble says, imposes a grave social responsibility. I wish more realtors took seriously, but one that I do certainly take seriously in, in executing my career. Yeah, and the thing that stands out to me in all of that is just sort of that concept of wisdom. That's a part of what you're bringing to your clients when you're doing the sort of marriage counseling alongside the real estate transaction. That's what you were receiving when you were receiving the benefit of all of those years of experience of the people that helped you begin your path here. And then that's what you continue to do as a part of that ethical underpinning of what it means to do your job well and what it means to take your job seriously. And all of that wisdom then, I think sometimes it's really interesting to think, okay, what's some of the distillation of that wisdom? Through your time being a real estate agent, I'm sure that you've had some epiphanies or some insights into how the world works or how human beings work. And what are those? What's the wisdom that you've seen and you're able to share with us? Yeah, well, my late broker, Robert Stanley, used to always say, buyers are liars and sellers don't tell the truth. And that is something that we joke about, but it is true. You realize that for a variety of reasons, people are often not truthful. And that is hard for me, honestly. That's probably the hardest aspect of my job is that as a Christian, I approach things with a level of trust and expectation of honesty and truthfulness that the world doesn't. And so I have learned in Jesus' words to be wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. And realize that I can't put everyone else that I'm dealing with in my shoes and expect them to act in a way that I would ask. I need to actually have, uh, frankly, a more biblical understanding of human nature, um, understanding that it's fallen, and realize that I need to expect the world to act like the world and, and not to act like Christians ought to act and be aware of that and guard about that. And that is something that I am continually relearning and reminding myself of when I see people acting in, in an unethical way and in a way that I just, when I take into account the golden rule, I just think, how could you do that? You wouldn't want someone to do that to you. Why would you ever do that to somebody else? Just a quick example, I had a client who purchased a home and there were some defects to the property that were not disclosed, nor were they readily apparent to us because the, the seller was still living in the home. And so there was a lot of furniture and things and things that we just couldn't see. And, uh, and after they moved out, they had put in all of this new flooring right before selling, which you know, looked very nice. And then they moved and they took their movable bookcase. And under the movable bookcase was all of the old carpet. And all of this new flooring was butted up to this old hideous carpet. <laughs> and they hadn't installed the, the shoe mold around the bottom of the baseboard or the flooring and, and just left it a very unfinished product. And, you know, it would have been one thing if they had disclosed all of that, but they didn't. And so when we walked into the final walkthrough, we saw all of this stuff. And I kind of lit into the seller's agent about it. And she basically said, well, it's an as-is sale. What would you expect? <laughs> and I just thought, that's not what as-is means. That's not what this is. That's not how you should treat people. And so I went back and told the client, I said, you know, if any of you guys are ready, let me know. And I'll I'll pay for my handyman to come over and, and do all of this. Not that I had any obligation to do that. I'm not the one that didn't do what I was supposed to do. I did everything I was supposed to do, but I felt like my clients shouldn't have to pay for what the seller didn't do and should have done. And so I felt like that was the right thing to do and how to make it right for them. And that's something I've done many times in my career. 
again, just operating from that golden rule. The epiphany is that we are definitely living in a post-Christian society at, at this point, and to operate under the assumption that people are willing to live their lives in a way that is based on Scripture or is heavily influenced culturally by Scripture is no longer a feasible assumption to make. I mean, to operate in a post-Christian society as a Christian and exercise wisdom in, in discerning that the world is not going to act the way that I would expect Christians to act, and oftentimes very much the contrary. In a ironic twist, it actually makes the wise approach, the moral approach, the Christian approach to business actually that much more attractive. A lot of what you're bringing is just that much more attractive because you're seeing more things like this that are coming up where people are handling decisions with, like you were saying, buyers are liars and sellers don't tell the truth. That kind of thing just makes the little bit of light shine all the much more bright in the midst of that darkness. Now, it's unfortunate that the darkness is kind of growing there, but in Mm -hmm. some ways it also points back more clearly to the things that you believe and why those are important and how those actually help you to achieve greater things because you have this belief in something that goes beyond yourself. So you've talked a little bit about it already, but how do you connect up what you do as a real estate agent with what you believe? Right. Well, the most foundational level, I have no choice, right? I mean, the, the claims of Christ are absolute claims. That if you don't hate mother and father, brother and sister and, and wife and family, you're not worthy to be my disciple. And, and obviously, you know, from other texts of scripture that Jesus isn't literally advocating hatred towards one's parents, he commands that we honor our father and mother. So he, he doesn't mean a literal hatred or an enmity. But when compared to the love that we ought to have for God in Christ, even love for parents, so pales in comparison to that love that we ought to have for Christ that it could be called by Jesus' hatred. And so, you know, at the foundational level, there's no choice. Either I accept Jesus' absolute claims on my life or I don't. And if I'm going to honestly call myself a Christian, then I have to. And so then I have to search the scriptures and, well, then what does Jesus require? What ought my business to look like? You know, there are obvious passages that everyone would turn to Colossians 3, you know, work it unto the Lord and and not as unto men, or uh, as you alluded to, a Matthew 5, let your light so shine that men would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's also just loving neighbor. You know, Paul tells us in Romans 13 that love is the fulfillment of the law. Well, how do we love others? We do it by keeping God's commandments. And so when it goes back to how I conduct my business, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not steal. And when I'm dealing with clients and dealing with transactions that involve a lot of money, I need to be absolutely truthful to make sure that I'm being careful to guard my client's best interest, in this case, financially. And in that way, I'm, I'm applying the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not steal, and then the Ninth, not bearing false witness. So if I'm doing that, then that's how I'm loving my neighbor, and that's how I'm living out my faith. And the hope, of course, is that doing that will ultimately lead for an opportunity to uh, a direct ability to share the gospel and call people to repentance and faith. But again, I submit to the Lordship of Christ in every area of life where I don't, and I can't honestly call myself a Christian man. But I have found that God has prospered my business, I think in large part because I have kept the fourth commandment and remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and set it apart for a day for corporate worship, a day for rest, to set aside my regular labors, and not working 
that day and setting it aside for God and being in corporate worship morning and evening and reading the scriptures with them and catechizing them and, and then getting back to work uh, refreshed on Monday because it is a day of both physical and spiritual refreshment. Those are some of the ways that I apply what I believe to, to what I do. Probably the main way uh, in kindness it's been a blessing to other professing Christian realtors. Those are some of the ways, the ones that certainly come to mind first and foremost, keeping the law as a way to love neighbor, and then also working as unto the Lord and not as unto man, knowing that whatever I'm doing ultimately is for him and is uh, an example of Christianity to others. And so I want to be faithful in that witness. Yeah, and what I really like about that is that there's this real sense in all of that, whether it's not working on Sundays or whether it's simply not trying to cover something up or lie to somebody or steal from them, that all of those things are examples of wisdom. But they go against what a lot of people think wisdom is, which a lot of people have this sense that wisdom is this thing that should just be intuitive. I should be able to figure out what wisdom is. If I just stop and meditate and think about it for a while, I'll be able to figure out, okay, this is the the right direction for me to go in. And what you're recognizing there is that these things are not coming from your intuition. Just like when you were being formed as a young realtor, a lot of those lessons probably didn't come from your intuition. They came from hard principles that were out there that you were able to say, oh, okay, I wouldn't have come up with that by myself. But now that I'm I'm willing to follow into that wisdom, now that I'm willing to take a look at, at how those things can form and shape things in a good way for me, they're extremely valuable to me. And they're not valuable because I came up with them on my own, but rather they're mm-hmm. valuable because they, exactly because I didn't come up with them on my own. They came from, from someplace else. They came from God. That's a really valuable understanding just to, about wisdom itself that doesn't bubble up from within us. It comes from outside of us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Proverbs reminds us that the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and to keep his commandments and to shun evil is wisdom. It's going back to the transcendent and to the ultimate, what has been revealed by God for us and not looking within myself to try and find the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for being with us, Jason, and taking the time. If people want to connect up with you, if they've got, they're like, hey, I really want to buy a house and I want to buy it from Jason now because I heard him or, you know, I want to sell a house and I want to connect with Jason. How can they connect with you best? Sure. So they can check out my website that explains a little bit more about my processes for helping buyers and sellers. That's just www.jasonpick.com. Pick is P-I-C-H-T. So www.jasonpick.com. They can also check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jason Realtor. Realtor is R-E-A-L-T-O-R. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason. We wish you well as you go out and you show more people that wisdom that isn't coming from you, but that is coming from you in a way that you're embracing it and you're living it out in your life. So have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you later. Great. Thanks, Jay. You too. All right. Bye. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into the Brilliant Podcast. We appreciate every stream. If you enjoy what you hear and would like to stay updated with us, please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at The Brilliant. We love to hear from you all and continue to improve based on feedback from you. Thanks again for listening.